0: i That is The Refusers, performing First Do No Harm. This is the September 25th, 2018 edition of Liberation Station Radio Show with Chris Steiner. That's me, and tonight we have two great authors as guests, Zen Honeycutt in the first hour, and in the second hour we'll be coming up Jennifer Kozak. The website for the show is theliberationstation.com, that's T H E liberationstation.com and you can join us in the chat room on the website on the listen archives page that's listen slash archives page at the liberationstation.com the call in numbers are 727-441-3000 that's 727 441 and toll free 866 826 1340. That's 866 TAN 1340. Well, to start off, we have Zen Honeycutt, who's the founding director of Moms Across America, momsacrossamerica.com, a nonprofit national coalition of unstoppable moms. And the author of the new book, Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and a Celebration of Community. With the motto, quote, empowered moms, healthy kids, end quote, moms across America has grown rapidly with over 600 leaders, have created 1,000 plus community events in all 50 states in the first five years of inception, Zen has three boys with allergies and autism symptoms, which greatly improved when they went GMO free, that's genetically modified food free, and organic. She discovered that thousands of moms are seeing the same results. So, Zen, thank you very much for joining us. It's an honor.
1: Thank you
2: so much, Chris, and thank you to all your listeners. It's a pleasure.
0: Great. Well, um, and I appreciate you letting us know about Jennifer Kozak coming up in the second hour and, and uh, the inspiring victory that they had in Oxford, Connecticut to, um, to uh, ban the, the use of glyphosate-based herbicides. Can you tell us more about that story?
2: Yes. I hope all your listeners stay tuned for Jennifer Kozak coming up in the next hour. She's the author of Healing Without Hurting, and she's also written a children's book a children's book about ADHD. I consider her a dear friend of mine, and she also had a meeting with her city manager and a one other mom and also an organic landscaper who happens to be a mom, and those three ladies in one meeting with their city manager got their entire town to go glyphosate-free in Oxford, Connecticut because... They did not want to have Roundup sprayed anymore, and their city manager was being inundated by complaints because they had sprayed Roundup. And the city uh, people, you know, the residents did not like that. So, you know, that just goes to show that speaking up really does make a difference. If you see brown strips of, you know, dead grass along your road, your waterways, your sidewalks, uh, that is most likely Roundup. So I would call and find out that it is Roundup, confirm that, and then uh, call and complain that you don't want to have that sprayed. It's a carcinogen. It's an endocrine disruptor. It's a chelator. It causes liver disease. I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but there's a lot of reasons why Jennifer and her, and her moms in her town got glyphosate out of her town, and I hope you'll listen in the next hour to find out more about how they did it.
0: All right. Yes, uh, that's a great example of how Home Rule can overrule all the terrible laws or policies that Trickle down from the federal or even international level, a lot of folks feel helpless. They have a false sense of helplessness with so much of the news and and uh, talk shows uh, that are out there that don't want to talk about these kinds of victories when they happen. Um, and uh, you know, keep the momentum going. That's something that we would like to do here in uh, in my area, Pinellas County, uh, with uh, the the uh, spring of. Um, a round, aquatic roundup that uh, was at uh, Felipe Park in Safety Harbor back on September 5th, 2018, just about three weeks ago. Uh, local activist uh, Tanya Vitovic was uh, recording, and, and she was given a trespass warning to leave uh, just i want to briefly mention this story because uh, there's an event coming up to, to, to in support of her she was um, warned to leave just simply because she was videotaping the improper use of aquatic roundup um being sprayed after rainfall and um you know the, then she videotapes all these dead plants and uh gopher eight gopher tortoise holes that were sprayed as well. Gopher tortoises are an endangered species, so that those are eight felonies that were apparently committed there. And um, that trespass warrant against uh, Tanya Vidovic has since been lifted, fortunately. But uh, coming up on October sixth, uh, 2018, uh, just um, in uh, nine days, we have uh, March to the Mound. That's linked up on the website at theliberationstation.com on the show page on the page for today's show and uh, where dozens of folks are planning to show up there in in uh, opposition to the spraying of Roundup uh, glyphosate products. So um, and in support of Tanya Vitovic for for what she's done. And uh, so I really appreciate her standing up and, and uh, you know, fighting the, the system who was making up the you know the, the park authorities were making up stories about her saying that she was less than friendly uh that she was swearing and you know of course she has her own alibi on video so um that probably had something to do with them uh, dropping the trespass warning against her so now yeah. she can return to felipe park as she often does uh, she says six days six times a day on her Uh, trips to and from work or school or on breaks and things like that so she can enjoy the park just like the rest of us. Well, um, Zen, I'd like to ask, well, what else uh, is on your radar? What's resonating with you lately? What projects are you working on?
2: Well, first, I'd just like to say thank you to Tanya and to you for promoting that event, and I really hope that people just flood that park and come out in support of her because the spraying of glyphosate which is the declared active chemical ingredient in roundup is just a, a scourge on our society. It's, it's just a one of the most dangerous things that's happening in our society today. And Dr. Klinghart says that it is the major contributing factor to uh, numerous diseases happening now in the United States. And, and is the area that Tanya is in, is that South Florida or is it, or is it North Florida?
0: Well, it's west central Florida in Pinellas County is where Safety Harbor is. It's just
2: okay. west so, across so, the
0: bay from Tampa.
2: Okay, so you, you I don't know if the listeners know, but it, Fox News put out an article two years ago, 2016, saying that uh, the children in South Florida have a 36% higher risk of cancer. And we know now that glyphosate has been deemed a probable carcinogen. We also know uh, from an EWG report that 3.5 million pounds of glyphosate per acre were sprayed in South Florida between 2000 and 2012. You cannot tell me that 3.5 million pounds of glyphosate per acre within a span of 12 years doesn't have something to do with a report in 2016, you know, a few years later Saying that cancer is, is you know, children in, in South Florida have a 36 times, 36 uh, percent higher risk of getting cancer. You can't tell me that those two things aren't linked, or at least a, you know right. contributing to the increase of cancer. So it is very important that all of you get out and support events like this. That you make noise. That you call your water districts, your utility districts, your parks, your recs, your city council, your mayors. Now is the time to get this uh, chemical herbicide out of your cities and towns. And the reason why I don't say banned is because in some states you can't ban. The Monsanto and cronies have pressured legislators to make it so that in certain counties you can't ban. But we don't want you to get stopped by that, okay? Do not stop, just simply ask your city council or your parks and recs or your utility department to simply stop using glyphosate-based herbicides and other toxic chemicals. We don't want them to use glufosinate and, and atrazine and paraquad and right all these other types of uh, chemical herbicides. They need to use mechanical um, means instead or steam weed control if it's on the land or you know permaculture or mulch or other methods instead. And they are available and towns are doing this. And you asked what was on my radar and I wanna say just Yesterday on our Moms Connect call, I shared that there's 197 locations across the country right now that we have listed that we know of that have stopped using glyphosate-based herbicides and many other of chemicals in their either in their school districts, their homeowners association, their towns, their counties, all across the country. This is happening, so you can do this. And you don't absolutely need to have it banned. We prefer it to be banned. But if you live in an area where you can't get it banned, simply ask your, the, the policymakers to discontinue the use of Roundup and choose organic alternatives instead. And, and that's what's on my radar right now. We, we need to do this now. Um, I don't know if your listeners know we'll talk more, I'm sure, about the Monsanto trial, but the Johnson versus Monsanto trial where a school pesticide applicator was uh, came down with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma after being exposed to Roundup and Ranger Pro on the job. He won his lawsuit against Monsanto. He won $289.2 million because not only did the product contribute to his cancer, as the the jury found, but that the manufacturers knew that his their products could cause cancer and they suppressed that information. So they were found guilty of malice and oppression. And yeah. that's why he's such a big, uh, a big, um, reward. Now, however, on October 10th, which is around the corner, the, uh, a judge, I'm not sure which one may, uh, just, you know, revoke or dismiss. I don't know what the exact word is, but they may wipe out this ruling. They may, you know, retract it, or they may reduce the amount of the fine or, um, or they may let it stand. But bears, of course, right, filed, uh, you know, against the ruling and against the lawsuit and all of that. And so, October 10th, there's going to be a decision made about whether or not that that uh, the, that jury finding will remain or whether it will change. So, if it changes, then we won't have the momentum that we have now, right? With with our all of these towns and schools and everybody getting glyphosate out of their towns it's very easy and for some in some cases it's one conversation um but if it remains standing then we that that definitely will continue to help us with um getting glyphosate out of our towns and our our count, counties so we really urge you to everybody to take action now before October 10th
0: and pray all right well that ban you're saying banning isn't Feasible for uh, municipalities, or is it just not as? Um, is it more rigorous process to to ask for a ban, or it's not even possible? Or is it uh, you're saying that policy should be pursued a, a change of, of policy instead? Is that it?
2: So, in some states, the they have passed laws where counties and towns cannot ban chemicals. It can those chemicals chem- chemicals can only be banned by the state secretary of agriculture on a state basis. So let's just say somebody in California, you know, in my town goes and asks their town to ban, the city council basically is annoyed because they're like, well, we can't ban. So you're asking us to do something impossible. So go away, right? So we don't do that. We go and say, we would like you to discontinue the use of Roundup and toxic chemicals and use alternatives instead. And so then they can consider that and they can consider the alternatives that we offer it's not about a ban. It's just about not using these products anymore. So, you know, the point is to get them to not use it. You know, is it is it preferable to have a, a ban? Absolutely. And if you live in a state where you can ban things, go for a ban. Um, but if you, if you don't, if you live in a state where counties cannot ban chemicals, and I, I think you can find that out by, you know, Googling your state laws around pesticides, then, you um, please do go for a policy change instead. Yes, and that's called the the um, Integrative Pest Management IPM policy. You would ask them to change it. And Portland, Maine has a great IPM. I believe it's the strictest in the most strict IPM in the country where they just absolutely do not use any toxic chemicals for pests or weed management. So I would encourage people to get hold of that ipm i can't give you a link to it right now but i'm sure if you take a look for it there's probably activists and you know the city hall in portland maine i'm sure we'll have to uh, be able to provide that to people
0: okay and um so i i guess the laws are so entrenched that in some cases some areas cannot ban these pesticides but uh Kind of like uh, Twitter or Facebook shadow bans, we can do the same in reverse. So it's it's encouraging.
2: Yeah, we can do it anyway. Just do it anyway. Just have them stop using it and use organic alternatives instead. Instead. Do not get stopped if you're told you can't ban. Just get it out of your town anyway.
0: So how would uh, somebody who's been contaminated tell, um, you know, the maybe you've spoken with physicians who've done toxicity tests for blood, hair, nails, urine, feces, and and uh, how would someone go about detoxifying, purifying from glyphosate or anything else, any of the hundreds of other toxins in our environment? Yeah,
2: that's a great question because we're, testing now. Moms Across America initiated the testing back in 2013, so we've been testing for five years now, and many different organizations now and labs are testing for glyphosate in food products. We originally tested for glyphosate in tap water, our children's urine, and in breast milk, and found a majority of them um, contaminated, except for the breast milk. There were about three out of 10, but nine out of 10 of those women knew about GMOs and were avoiding GMOs and glyphosate. So that wasn't really a, a fair, you know, uh, uh, assortment of, of the United States population, right, because we could only get people who knew about this issue to actually nail in their breast milk. So the, the levels were very high, and organizations continue to test, and we're finding glyphosate in just about everything. In fact, I did a Facebook Live. Last night, testing Gerber baby food, and it came out uh, between 50 and 200 parts per billion of glyphosate in the Gerber baby food. It was oats oats and barley. Horrific. Yeah, that's on my Facebook uh, live page. It is absolutely horrific that our babies are being fed weed killer. It's absolutely unacceptable. And uh, we should all be asking all of our food manufacturers to stop sourcing ingredients that have been sprayed with glyphosate and we should be eating organic instead. So the steps, they're covered in my book, by the way, Unstoppable, Transforming Sickness and Struggle into Triumph, Empowerment, and a Celebration of Community. And I have six steps to a healthy family. I also have five steps on how to talk to your family about GMOs and glyphosate, which is, or toxins, and that's definitely part of how to get them healthy. Uh, But the main thing, the first thing is to eat organic, clearly, because you need to eliminate the exposure, to the chemicals. So eat organic and also have your family members stop spraying it, right? If, if grandpa sprays it and you go over there and your kids run around in his backyard uh, or on the patio where he sprays it to prevent weeds coming up between the cracks, uh, they're going to be exposed to glyphosate. And uh, that could be extremely detrimental for their health. So f- number one is to eliminate exposure. Uh, number two is to restore the, the integrity of the gut. And by doing that, you can't just throw probiotics in there and because, they'll, in most cases, people have leaky gut. They'll just leak right out, and they won't uh, grow and protect your body the way they're supposed to because the integrity of the gut is so damaged. So we encourage you to restore the integrity of the gut, first of all, of course, by eliminating exposure, so eating organic, and then doing things like uh, trying our supplement on our – it's not our supplement, the Restore supplement, Restore for Gut Life, on our health Solutions store, and we promote this uh, product because it helps to restore gut health. And our mission at Moms Across America is to uh, create healthy communities. The, the end result, that's what we want to do. So this fulfills on creating healthy communities rather than, you know, having a fundraiser of calendars or jewelry. This really fulfills on healthy healthy communities. So it supports you. It supports us. It, it's a win-win. And what it does is it, it helps to prevent for damage from glyphosate by – um, restoring the integrity of the tight junctions in the gut and increasing the microbes' ability to talk to each other in your gut. And that's very important because when the microbes talk to each other, they can say, hey, make more serotonin or make more melatonin so that your child can sleep or, you know what, your hormones are a little bit out of whack. You need more guarin or, uh, you know, which, or tryptophan or whatever, right? So that's where your hormones are in your gut. That's where your, your food is digested, obviously, and it's also the stronghold of your immune system. So restoring the integrity of your gut is very, very important. And there's other steps, too, like putting in minerals, replenishing your minerals. Glyphosate's a chelator, meaning it holds or makes unavailable the vital nutrients of any living thing it touches. So it yeah, wasn't it? Gives the plant
0: didn't it start out originally marketed as a uh, strip in, an agent to strip out uh, mineral buildup in pipes?
2: Yeah, yeah, it strips out the min- you know, all the heavy buildup in the pipe. So it's doing that in our body, to the minerals and vitamins in our body. And it essentially gives a plant AIDS and then, you know, like the, the equivalent of AIDS. It's like an autoimmune disease, basically. And then the plant dies, not, not because of it being weak even. It dies because the normally harmless bacteria in the soil kill it. Normally, the, that plant would be able to resist that bacteria. And so the same thing's happening in our bodies. It's chelating out the vital minerals and nutrients in our body, our immune systems being weakened. And now we've got one out of two children in the United States with a chronic illness, autism, allergies, autoimmune issues, asthma, diabetes, obesity, one out of two. How are we as a nation going to survive, to thrive, to be a world power continuing this way? It's it's just not going to work. So uh, we need to to eat organic, restore our gut integrity, replenish those minerals. That means trace minerals as well. Everybody should be on a trace mineral supplement, everybody, because it's simply those minerals are not in our food anymore, even organic. I have seen test results from food that showed that the levels of zinc and magnesium and potassium, even in organic food, was abysmal. I mean, I had a 50-year plant pathology pathologist uh, dr don huber look at the results and he said i would be embarrassed to call that food if it came from my garden so we need to supplement with minerals um we also need to reduce inflammation in our body for some people that means eliminating certain foods like um nightshades and tomatoes and like there's different things that cause inflammation for different people gluten for some people dairy for others so you really need to look at the elimination diet and um and, that,
0: and eliminating dairy uh... haven't you found also that that's helped not only your children, but other children affected by autism recover or stabilize?
2: Yes, gluten and dairy. But gluten is... Mm -hmm. The elimination of gluten, um, I've had a sort of a reawakening about that since I first went gluten-free. I mean, I went gluten-free, I don't remember, 10 years ago maybe, and I lost 16 pounds in six weeks with no exercise. I highly recommend it. But since then... Glyphosate's been detected in gluten-free foods because it's not, in most cases, it's not organic. And so eating gluten-free can expose you to glyphosate. So I started searching for gluten-free food that was organic, and only just recently have we been able to find that. But what I found in the meantime was that ancient grains are wonderful because, first of all, they don't have gliadine, which is the modern... um, the modern protein that's in most modern wheat now—they don't have gliadin. And then also, well,
0: most is that uh, is that uh, gliadin you're you're referring to, or I, I've heard it pronounced? I thought it, was, I thought it was pronounced
2: gliadin, but it could be gliadin. Yeah, yeah I, I, it I have haven't looked
0: it, it up. I uh, just heard, heard it on some other talk show. <laughs> you know, in addition to, yeah. it, I think it's uh, pharmacist Ben Fuchs who rails against uh, gliadins, but uh, I haven't looked it gliadin. up. But, so or gliadin.
2: Yeah, it's a modern protein that, that I, I personally tested intolerant to. I'm not intolerant to any of the other proteins in wheat, and there are many of them, right? Only the modern protein. It's the hybridized modern protein. And you know what this protein does? It actually acts like nicotine in cigarettes. It makes people want to eat more. And uh, so when you eliminate that from your diet, you're, you're going to automatically start eating less and lose weight just from that factor. So, and then also ancient grains, most farmers who grow ancient grains are clued into the whole heirloom, you know, good regenerative soil, all of that type of farming. They don't spray glyphosate. So even if you can't afford organic, if you buy ancient grain bread, you are definitely reducing your exposure to toxic chemicals and to gliadine, the modern wheat protein. Mm -hmm. And often if you buy sprouted ancient grains, you're getting this whole extra benefit of nutritional value and so I really highly recommend if you know someone in your life that's gluten intolerant or you are uh, try eating ancient grains especially or, organic ancient grains is ideal but ancient grains in general um, may be tolerable for you I have found that I can eat bread again as long as it's ancient grains oh. and organic it's totally fine yeah
0: so by ancient grains um, I'm aware of einkorn emmer, spelt kamut, and triticale uh, that are ancient wheats, but they're not really wheats because they're genetically far different from modern hybridized wheats that have been bred to have so much uh, more gluten and gliadin, um, which is kind of an opiate. You know, acts on our opiate receptors to make the gliadins or gliadines makes us uh, crave the the product even more. So, are there other um, ancient grains? Uh, Would amaranth, or are there any others that you can think of?
2: Yeah, that, that that class that classifies as well. Though all those that you mentioned, spelt is the most common, and then einkorn and kamut. You can also find they are a little bit more expensive, but you know you're also going to find when you switch to organic, you don't need to eat as much because you're getting so much more uh, nutrition. In some cases, some of the some of the produce is not more more nutritious, but in other cases, it is. So um, you want to you know, definitely switch to organic and you'll find that you can eat less and feel more full. And you're also not eating all the toxic chemicals that are stripping your body, you know, of these vital minerals and nutrients. So you're not, your body's not crying out for more food, you know, because it has the nutrients that it needs.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like our ancestors knew what was going on, but so our our, our desire for, um, gluten-rich foods has gotten the best of us. And, and, um, you know, you're, you're asking earlier about how can we sustain at this pace of chronic disease increasing and, and then we have the rates of cancer, uh, increasing, you know, the, the, what is it, uh, if you're a woman you're, uh, up, you know, about forty something. I can't remember the statistic. Forty something percent chance of of being um, diagnosed with cancer. Or for a man, it's uh, closer to fifty percent. And or you know, uh, yeah. Alzheimer's is the leading cause of death now in uh, the UK. The life expectancy rate over the last two years has dropped eight years. Um, it's just all these different things we need to address. And I don't like to scare folks, but. Um, You know, we're talking about things that we've experienced that make us feel great. Um, You know, great supplementation and nutrition. Uh, I know that when I don't take my supplements, and I know I've said it a few times on the show in the past, that I just don't feel like doing anything after a couple days of not taking my supplements. Then I just don't feel like doing a darn thing, and and then I realize, well, I need to get back on the wagon again, and and, uh, realize that it's a greater return on an investment. you know whether it's preparing your own food, taking supplements, growing your own food to be sure that it's organic, and and uh, you know this this the food chain is has been so compromised that we can only say there's a war on the people when you when a enemy wants to uh, attack you they they don't necessarily murder you right away they they might debilitate some of your comrades. They might impair uh, some of us or incapacitate a handicap of one person so that it takes at least one other person to take care of them, effectively neutralizing at least two people who otherwise would be healthy and likely to be civically involved or actively participate in society. So, you know, a lot of these things we wonder are they for profit or are they by design? Another one is. the Gerber. Since we brought up Gerber, the I can't believe that Gerber baby yogurt has been pasteurized to begin with, as other yogurts are by law, and then cultured and then pasteurized again. So that's a double immune uh, challenge when you have all these dead bacteria a newborn, especially uh, eating you know eating this stuff instead of being helpful. They have absolutely no beneficial bacteria. And so that's another strike against Gerber, and so it's just astonishing what, what's allowed to be passed uh, as as food. And and, um, and the Dwayne Lee Johnson, uh, let me just mention real quick uh, that, that case, the, the Johnson case you mentioned, the groundskeeper who uh, won the $289 million suit against uh, Monsanto, and that Monsanto has just appealed. Well, if he doesn't prevail, then he may, because Dwayne Lee Johnson is terminal, he may never see that money that he would need to recover, but, or to uh, ensure quality of life. We don't know. um, He's been diagnosed terminal. I, I believe in miracles, but I feel there's always a chance for recovery or at least living comfortably for him. Um, You know, his estate will certainly get it regardless. I believe I, I feel like that's inevitable, but um, it's just uh, incredible. What Monsanto's now acquired by bears has been allowed to get away with. Is there anything you'd like yes. to comment on that before I ask the next question?
2: Well, yes, yeah, so I, I need to backtrack a little bit to, you know, detoxing the glyphosate. I forgot to mention that Mother Nature has given us a, uh, a partial solution. I, I don't want to say we can just eat whatever we want and poison ourselves with glyphosate and expect to be fine. However, a Nigerian study has revealed that Acetobacter, which is a bacteria found in kombucha, as apple cider vinegar, and sauerkraut. And by sauerkraut, I mean raw sauerkraut, not pasteurized sauerkraut or or uh, cooked cabbage in vinegar. Like those bags of sauerkraut that are just simply cooked cabbage with vinegar thrown on it. That's not sauerkraut. Uh-huh. sauerkraut is, what do you, what do you it's think it's of raw Bubby's
0: raw. brand sauerkraut?
2: Yeah, Bubby's is, Bubby's is great. Yeah, it's expensive. So I mean, I would urge people to make their own. Make your own kombucha, make your own sauerkraut. Yeah. I love I Bragg's um, Bragg's vinegar. They're wonderful. Apple cider vinegar, raw apple cider vinegar. That's where you're going to find your acetobacter, which actually degrades glyphosate. And by degrade, that means it breaks down the molecule into these non-toxic components, which can be absorbed by the body, and it's not, they're not absorbing glyphosate. It's absorbing all these different components, so it's not glyphosate anymore. Glyphosate is gone. And that is different from, very distinct from, the the absorption. Sorry, the uh, accumulation of glyphosate by detoxing, like binding onto glyphosate and then pulling it out of your body through feces and urine, because then the glyphosate particle is still intact, and that's going into your the water system, and will come back and circle around into our water supply, right? So what you really want to do is degrade glyphosate, and Mother Nature has given us that solution. And, in fact, Dr. Don Huber that I mentioned earlier, like my favorite uh, farmer-slash-scientist, is working on uh, restoring soil, regenerating the soil using sauerkraut juice. And... So, you know, there's Dr. Monica Kruger in in Germany did this with cows. She gave cows sauerkraut juice and was able to improve the condition of their stomach after being exposed to glyphosate. So uh, this is a really important um, point that everybody can do. I mean, it, it costs pennies to make sauerkraut at home. You just all you need is salt and a head of cabbage and chop it up and mash it up and let it sit for six weeks. And kombucha, you get a SCOBY from a friend. Just ask some friends on Facebook, do you have a SCOBY? And you just need a big pot of black tea and some sugar, and you make in, your, in a couple couple days, you've got kombucha. And then apple yeah. cider vinegar, of course, is very cheap. So I want to mention that first. There there is hope for detoxing your body from glyphosate. And if you want to get tested and find out how much glyphosate there is in your body or in your food, go to MomsAcrossAmerica.org and click on Action. And then cl- click on testing. And there's several test kits there that you can use, at-home test kits, hair test kits. Um, there's urine and, you know, food test kits that you can, different labs we have listed there that you can you can use. Now, as far as it goes right. with, uh, you know, these groups of, of people that are controlling our food supply, whether they're out to get us all or there's, you know, there's an elite group that is, out to um, control the world and all of that. I I don't doubt much of that. I just don't think that's an effective way for me to focus my energy. It is not as important to me why they're doing what they're doing. What is more important to me is what am I doing about it? Because whether they're being completely, you know, whether they're being completely evil and they want to kill us all, or they're just stupid and greedy, uh, really kind of doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but it kind of doesn't matter because the outcome is that we are being poisoned and my kids, you know, have been very sick. And, you know, just focusing on going down this rabbit hole of how evil they are, it doesn't help me. In fact, it makes me more sick and more depressed right. and more angry. It and makes
0: more you sick. insane to try to figure out the insane. So that's why. Uh,
2: I can, uh, yeah. Yeah, would rather not. Ecologically rather and not
0: economically.
2: Yeah, so I'd folks, rather focus so, on what can I do about it?
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Very good.
2: Yeah, and well, you can get support. You want to do something about it, you can go to momsacrossamerica.org and click on action again or click on our blog to look stuff up. Click on our data page to look up scientific studies. And on the action page, if you want to get toxins out of your town, for instance, we have talking points, we have the press release for the Monsanto trial. We have ten. We have a document with ten alternatives to Roundup that was created by Bomb Headlum, Arresti, and Goldman, which is the law the law firm that sued Monsanto. Brilliant people, and I um, added to this document pictures and a few more solutions. So, it's a very solid document to bring to your city council and uh, and or your homeowners association or your town to get toxins out of your town. So, it's important to just ask yourself, what what can you do about it? What is the unique contribution that you can make? And uh, somebody like Glyphosate Girl, her name is actually Kellison Ryerson, asked herself that and she lived within driving distance of the Monsanto trial and she went every day and sat and reported and wrote up what was happening in the trial so that people who couldn't be there could have access to what was actually happening in the trial. She knew it was the trial of the century. So you know, she's a great example of somebody who just asked themselves, What can I do for this? You know, what's my unique contribution that I can make? And just make it. Just do it. Doesn't matter if you don't know how or if you don't think you're good enough uh... or, you know, not smart enough, or whatever. Just do what you can do and do it every day and, and check that out. You can check out glyphosategirl.com and see her blog. It's, it's incredible. She's a delightful writer and it's a wonderful portrayal of what happened in the trial.
0: Well, if everybody were such a diligent courtroom observer, I think that we, if we had the time, the energy, the health to get involved, that there would be so many more courtroom observers that corruption wouldn't be on the rise. We would reverse the trend pretty quickly. So that, that's the reason we focus on these kinds of issues on the show here. And when it comes to organic, uh, the organic standard, the USDA standard or, or other state standards or uh, independent certification companies, agencies, uh, uh, what kind of room is there for improvement, would you say?
2: Oh, well, that's great that you asked. I'm actually on the California Organic Products Advisory Committee now as the consumer rep, and I have, you know, a, a unique insight, I guess you would say, to the organic standards and the, the problems that we're facing and you know there are many. There, you know, for instance, at the last meeting, there was an organic farmer that had been on a committee that was trying to address the issues with dairy. He was a, a organic dairy farmer in California, and the problem is is that the standards for organic milk in other states are not as strict. They're not being as enforced as they are in California, according to this farmer. There's many, he said, actually fraudulent cases, criminal fraudulent cases of. Uh, organic milk being classified as organic when it's really not and that milk is cheaper you know and it's flooding the california market and therefore over 30 organic dairy farms have shut down in california recently because of the price difference right they just they just can't sell their milk if some 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 if milk from some other state comes in and it's you know 80 cents cheaper or a dollar cheaper or whatever people are going to buy that milk instead so there's a real problem happening with of the national organic standards versus the California organic standards and the standards not being enforced. There's also problems with the detection of glyphosate, not only in conventional food at very high levels, but in organic, albeit at very small levels, but still of great concern because even small levels of glyphosate can cause harm to, especially to fetuses and you know pregnant mothers. So the contamination of glyphosate is a problem. The good news is that the the, um, the California Department of, of Food and Ag does. They do have uh, the ability to test for glyphosate now. They are testing. If you complain, they will test for glyphosate in organic food. They do have the ability to test for GMOs, and they have a pilot program going on right now with that, and that should be a regular part of the uh, organic certification very soon. And uh, they have a lot of dedicated people that are working on this issue, on organic, across the country, not just in California, but across the country. And there's people that are really focused on now regenerative agriculture, which means, so organic just means really not spraying toxic chemicals and not using GMOs. It's sort of like a negative, you know, like, it's not a negative policy, but it's kind of like when you boycott something, like, don't buy that. You know, it's kind of like a non-action. You don't, you just don't spray these things and you don't use GMOs. But regenerative agriculture or biodynamic farming is much more interactive and engaged with the life of the soil. So you're talking about higher mineral content, more engagement with uh, what kind of bacteria and fungi and what the microbes are doing in the soil. And you've got a lot richer, denser organic matter in most cases. And pesticide-resistant,
0: too. And so the pesticides won't even be needed if the plants own natural immune system can fend off the pests well that's the that's the reason there's uh, the, the synthetic fertilizers uh, uh, would you like to talk a little bit about forced forced growth
2: yeah so we, we we there was a big win in oregon recently they called them three ragtag activists i would call them heroes but they were able to get the the spraying stopped for in forestry. So what happens in forestry is that they you know, they clear cut, they clear all these trees down that have been planted and were growing for I don't know how many years, but then they clear cut clear cut it in order to harvest it. And then they don't want the growth of bushes and things to happen. So they spray with glyphosate. They spray they spray hundreds of thousands of acres of land with glyphosate. And they don't care if your house is right nearby the forestry. They don't care if your koi fish pond or your organic garden or your stream is, is right there. They just get an airplane and douse that soil with glyphosate. And that's been happening across the country, not just for forestry, but for conservation reasons, too. They they, they have convinced the conservationists in many states that in order to get rid of quote-unquote invasive weeds, they need to spray glyphosate and other toxic chemicals uh, in order to protect the native species. This has been Very uh, tricky and manipulative and misleading because uh, although it's an effective weed killer, it is also an endocrine disruptor. And this chemical is impacting marine life, wildlife, insects, all kinds of things in our ecosystem, which conservationists are working so hard to protect. They're causing the very problem that they're trying to, um, you know, protect their environment from. They're, They're poisoning it. They're polluting it. They're contaminating it. They are decreasing the population of insects and wildlife and all kinds of things. So the spraying of, of glyphosate and other toxic chemicals and for forestry reasons or conservation reasons or agriculture reasons or weed management in our cities, and our towns, uh, or backyard gardening, all of those reasons are based on a lie that Monsanto told the EPA and the public and, you know, all of the manufacturers and people years ago, they knew that glyphosate could cause cancer back in the either the late 70s or early 80s. There's two reports that I've heard about that, but definitely before, uh, Mr. Uh, Dwayne Lee Johnson got cancer and definitely, uh, before, you know, for instance, we found glyphosate in breast milk and, you know, all kinds of, before it's been put in our food, before it was approved to be sprayed on our food as a drying agent. So your listeners really do need to know that not just GMOs are sprayed with glyphosate, you know, because they're genetically engineered to withstand it, but Roundup is sprayed on wheat and peas and beans and legumes and barley and oats as a drying agent just before harvest. And these residues do not wash off. They go into the plant. And so it's very Mm. important to buy organic uh, for that reason as well, not just to buy non-GMO, but to buy organic. Yeah.
0: Well, in the last uh, nine minutes or so, if you'd like to reach us here on the radio show, speaking with Zen Honeycutt, uh, founding director of Moms Across America, and her other site, her personal site, is zenhoneycutt.com, spelled Z-E-N. H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T that's a double T zenhoneycut.com the call in lines are 727-441-3000 that's 727-441-3000 866-826-1340 that's 866-826-1340 well Zen, when it comes to the uh, organic standard tell me if I'm wrong here but um, I've heard that uh, not only do they allow fluoridated water to be used on organic crops, but also they really just um, test the source products, whether it's the soil, the seeds, or other growing materials, to make sure that the producer is buying organic products, but they don't test the end product, or, or do they? Am I wrong, though? Well,
2: in some cases, they do test the end product, and, uh, you know, I so it's, it's just— From my understanding, the last meeting that I went to, it's very it just is a case-by-case basis. It really depends. If there was a complaint that the end product was uh, contaminated, then they will test for that. They may test many different sources. They may test the water. They may test the soil. They may test uh, manure, you know, different things. But in general, they they don't, in order to get the organic certification, they don't test everything. They simply, honestly, they, they simply don't have the manpower. They don't have the... I mean, maybe they could. Maybe we need to just, you know, put our funds in the, in the right places to have the manpower for this. But my understanding is they just don't have the resources to test. They do test thousands of different foods, from what I saw, and uh, in California alone. But um, you know, I want to put out there that organic really is the best option that we have, unless you can find biodynamic, which is very difficult. Uh, and but except for growing your own food, and so I don't want to say that you know organic's not worth it. I don't want to imply in any way that organic's not worth it. Is organic contaminated now? Most likely, but not all organic is contaminated, and um, much much of the many of the farmers that grow organic are already growing you know regeneratively you know regenerative agriculture in those in those patterns or Korean natural farming these organic farmers are very smart. And, and for the most case, most of them are doing really good things out there. Um, but do there need to be stronger regulations? You know, absolutely. You know, every, we could all do a better job. I could do a better job with cleaning my house, you know, (laughs) and the, the organic, uh, the national organic program could definitely do a better job with making sure that the, the standards are strict. And, and, and I have to also point out that part of the reasons why they're having breakdowns in um, in the standards and, and checking these products is because there's so much more organic now organic is growing three times faster than the conventional market and they're the big boys are buying in General Mills has bought 12 or small organic companies and wow. they are like Annie' Annie's homegrown they are now the biggest producer of organic foods and yet and I'm finding so, uh,
0: that they see uh, test results that they are pretty high in glyphosate when I eat them they make me feel of kind them. of crummy by the way too so I don't know
2: yeah so they so you know as you have a growth of something there's going to be a lack of ability to regulate right there's just there's a there's a growing pain with that so yeah. it's a it's in a way it's a good problem to have right we have so much more organic now that they're they're having trouble regulating it so we encourage the growth of organic um uh, you know we prefer not be with huge conglomerates but you know i am happy to see what well, i've driven cross-country two or three times and um i've since general mills took over annie's uh homegrown i've been able to see it like in 99 cent stores and in grocery stores and you know that normally would not have organic snacks so You know, we do have to acknowledge that that is a good thing, that the distribution of these larger companies can get organic into places that normally wouldn't have organic. And that can be, you know, a really big deal for a mom that's looking for an organic snack for her kid on the road.
0: Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad also that Annie's is now... Using whole grain uh, rather than um, in just enriched uh, wheat, so that's a that's a benefit uh, because uh, I think that's just a recent change I've noticed on their ingredients. When I, I've seen it on sale yeah. at a local health store,
2: as long as, long but, as they're not sprayed with their, with with glyphosate, then whole grain is more nutritious. But if they're mm-hmm. conventional then white bread is actually lower in glyphosate than whole grain because whole grain will have, you know, will have been sprayed with glyphosate and then the, the whole, the, the husk is staying on the grain and you're gonna be consuming more glyphosate uh. than if you were to get the processed white bread, unfortunately.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Gee. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, you know, the, I, eating organic is the best we can do and our toxicity yeah. levels go down when we, Quick, very quickly our bodies can detoxify when we do eat yeah, only organic they're, 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 i know there's some fraudulent uh, occasion for fraud, yeah. occasional frauds um folks labeling things that are organic that are not they can slap a label on a fruit or something but um you know the, being able to grow your own is really the best for you because you get the energy from something that's fresh picked. It hasn't started to decay. I mean, there are a few things that will start to ripen after you pick them um, and be and improve. But, uh, you know, a lot of things, if you can eat them fresh picked, then you're going to have that life force energy too. Now, um, I've um, about uh, nine years ago, I got a water ionizer and I noticed that when I started spraying my plants that they started to do much better against the pests. Not that I ever use pesticides, but I just noticed a lot less, uh, much, much less in, in terms of bug bites. And the plants would uh, start bolting, meaning they're branching out more, they're blooming more, giving bumper crops, and the annuals and biennials were becoming perennials, actually. So that, I think, is a good solution to um, pesticide. A good answer to pesticides is that if you improve in any way you can, the plant's own natural immunity, you're not going to need pesticides.
2: Oh, that's a great point. And so that was ionized water that you used?
0: Yeah, freshly ionized uh, because the properties start to degrade quickly. But plant, most plants like between 5.5, 6.5, just by spraying them on, spraying the freshly ionized water on the plants, whether it's slightly acidic, 5.5 to 6.5, or slightly alkaline, just over 7 pH, uh, they, yeah, they would do much, much better. They still do. That's great. Well, it's been great talking to
2: you, Chris. Appreciate it.
0: Well, awesome, Zen. uh You too. I really appreciate all your hard work and keeping the momentum going. I hope you can come back in the in the near future. You're welcome back anytime.
1: Thanks so much, and I
2: hope everybody. If you want to find out more, you go to momsacrossamerica.org org and sign up for our newsletter and on, sign up with us on newsletter on Facebook as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. You take great care. Thank you. Okay.
2: surrender without a
0: prayer, but never really pray, pray without surrender. You can fight, fight without ever winning, but never ever
2: win, win without a fight.
0: To the second hour of Liberation Station radio show this September 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and the call in numbers are 727 441 3000. That's 727 441 3000. And 866 826 1340. That's 866 TAN 1340. The show website is TheLiberationStation.com, that's T-H-E, LiberationStation.com, where you can find the archives and you can join in the the chat room on the listen-slash-archives page. If you just have something to add, you don't feel necessarily like calling in, and uh, we can read your comments out on the air. Joining us in the second hour is Jennifer Kozak the author of Healing Without Hurting, Treating ADHD, Apraxia, and Autism Spectrum Disorders Naturally and Effectively Without Harmful Medications. And her second book is A Healthy New Me and ADHD Free. Her website is healingwithouthurting.com. That's healingwithouthurting.com. And Jennifer Kozak is a psychotherapist counselor who practices in Connecticut. She's a health advocate and is also the mother of a son with autism spectrum disorders. After treating Evan biomedically, along with other healing practices, Jennifer witnessed the kind of improvements dreams of. Evan no longer grunts and screams, throws toys, hits others, or has mood swings. He no longer throws himself into fits of uncontrollable rage, listens to his teachers, and responds appropriately. He copes better with changes in routine and makes eye contact more often. He no longer enters into a trance-like state, and the list goes on. Evan is now a happy, well-adjusted seven-year-old, and it's the author's mission to reach the millions of parents who struggle to find healthier and more natural ways to treat their children's nuanced disorders. Jennifer. Hello. I'm not sure if I can hear you. Do you read me, Jennifer?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. You went out. I don't know what happened, but...
0: Oh, uh, I'm sorry about that. Now I hear you fine. No, okay. what, what part... Uh, how, how much did I go out for? It?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Did I think just for a second, all of a sudden I didn't hear anything. Oh, good. It was like someone pulled the plug on us.
0: Okay. Did I miss up uh, any of your bio there?
1: <laughs> no, only that Evan is now 12 and a half. So the book came out um, 2014, and um, wow. where he was Seven, um, but he—we have actually updated the book, and the new uh, revised book will be out very, very shortly. And so, yeah, so that was in the old write-up, um, but that's it. But everything else is exactly the same. And if anything, he's just flourished so much. Um, he's done amazingly well. He's in a mainstream school. He has many, many friends. He, um, you know, is doing fantastic. Um, he's on the he's actually on the basketball team, which I never thought would ever be accomplished with all of his gross motor, fine motor, delays, and things like that. Um, Although not perfect, uh, you know, in certain ways. You know, we have some learning disabilities and some things that you just can't, you know, we keep working. We just keep at it. And, um, you know, we just have all the faith in the world that he is going, you know, it's it's amazing. He's just absolutely amazing. He's an amazing kid. Um, And a lot of these kids are just amazing people. And so anything we can do to kind of help their life go a little bit easier, um, why not, right? So... That's what kind of got me on this mission to try to help him. And, you know, as a psychotherapist, I knew that medication would be something down the road for him, and I really didn't want um, anything to damage his lively spirit and his sweet personality. And I knew I needed to, you know, try other ways first. Well, what are those
0: ways, starting from uh, what you feel might be the most effective uh, to help him have recovered?
1: So you know, I really you know through trial and error and through many many hours of research, um, I must have been on the computer probably I don't know two years, um, trying to figure out what was going on. And you know, these are a lot of the mainstream medical um, establishment. You know, these are the journal articles they're not reading. You know, um, unfortunately, what we discovered is that a lot of these kids, whether they have ADHD to autism, you know, everyone's kind of on the spectrum of things. You know, it's actually an autoimmune issue. Um, It's inflammation, um, brain encephalitis. In some cases, um, some kids are more extreme than other children. But when we start addressing it holistically and we start looking at their gut health, when we start looking at their nutritional levels, when we start looking at heavy metal composition, um, toxicity, when we look at adrenal glands, when we look at thyroid functioning, and we start addressing all of the underlying conditions, these kids do recover. Um, You know, just depending on how long the assaults have been occurring or, you know, about that individual child will just determine, you know, how far the recovery can go. Um, I have seen kids completely, you know, lose their diagnosis 110%. And then I see other children who have marked improvements in socialization, um, in motor function, in eye contact. And so, you know, the goal here is to just help them live the healthiest and happiest life possible. And so, you know, it's it's very individualized. You know, often people will say to me, well, what, you know, how do you get there? You know, and so my book goes into how you get there. But every child is so unique. And so one child may have a lot of heavy metal. Another child might just be eating all the wrong foods, um, you know, eating a lot of processed foods, which when I started to do the research, I couldn't believe the food that's on our store shelves that we're calling food. You know, it's mostly chemicals. You know, I know in the last segment we talked about glyphosate and pesticides, and um, it's doing a number on our immune systems, and it's really affecting our mental health. You know, people don't recognize that mood affects. You know, that food affects mood, but it's absolutely the the case. And so, some families really don't have to go that deep. Um, they could really just start changing the diet, eating whole organic food um pulling all the processed food pulling all the food dyes and artificial flavoring coloring preservatives nitrates and all of that and their kids symptoms improve and then others have to go a little bit deeper in the in the healing so it just really depends
0: yeah everyone's unique and your your first book we mentioned healing without hurting treating adhd apraxia and autism spectrum disorders naturally and effectively without harmful medications You have um, 16 pages of reference, uh, about uh, 297 references, is that right?
1: Yeah, about that, yeah. So anybody, those non-believers out there that think this is all pseudoscience, you know, what we don't recognize is that the science is there. And a lot of researchers are looking at all of these things, including all the autoimmune assaults. So if you look up things like anesthesia and brain health, you'll find tons and tons and tons of studies done on anesthesia and brain health. If you look up magnesium deficiency and depression, you'll find many, many studies on magnesium and depression and the link between the two, Um, vitamin D deficiency and depression, um, mood disorders, and so forth. And so we've underestimated the power of of plant medicine. We've underestimated the power of nutrition. And unfortunately, it's the one thing that our medical doctors today have no handle on, no education. You know, they're the most well-trained people in our society, you know, handing us, you know, you know, the help and, you know, for our health. And what I've learned through this is that they don't know anything because they're not taught about how nutrition affects us, um, that all of our systems work together. You know, we're in a system today where every doctor is looking at a very specific organ system and nobody is looking about how it all kind of connects with each other and how it's like Olympic rings, kind of one going into the other, which goes into the other and so you know we go to a neurologist they look at the brain we go to a gi doctor they're looking at at the gut and nobody's talking about how they're connected and that our our gut actually holds 95 percent of our serotonin and so we are treating the wrong wrong organ and you know we're very often um, you know have a situation where we are treating the wrong organ we're just giving a medication to a symptom we're just masking a problem instead of really trying to figure out well, why is this child depressed why is this child not giving eye contact what's happening you know it could be as simple as a vision problem but not the doctors aren't even looking to figure out what it is you know if a child has ADHD it could just be a very high amount of anxiety in a family where there's been a lot of trauma you know and that that's not being looked at and so you know you know I'm, I'm encouraging all parents that have any child with anxiety depression bipolar disorder, autism, ADHD, or any of those things, that they really try to look to figure out why. Why are these children acting like a, like a person with Alzheimer's disease at five years old? Um,
0: well, it certainly isn't symptoms genetic symptoms. if you're able to help them recover, even if it's a partial recovery. So I don't like to hear that theory, that unproven theory. Oh, well, we think autism is genetic. You know, it's to blame the victim when... Recovery is available, and you're proving it. You're among the many parents who are proving it. Uh, I know that, uh, well, we mentioned G ten weeks ago when the when the show was rebooted, that um, Tony Braxton had announced two years ago ha- is no longer on the autism spectrum, and. Uh, he had just um, it was reported in, in Ebony uh, 10 weeks ago, had just uh, signed with uh, Wilhelmina Models as a gainfully employed model, So he's able to take care of himself. He, he's not going to be dependent in the future. And that's what the doctatorship, uh, the prevailing doctatorship seems to be oriented towards. <laughs> if you want to check out some um uh, alternative, complementary, integrative medicine doctors. You can find them, though, at uh, the American College for Advancement in Medicine at ACAM.org, ACAM.org, or um, ICIMed.com, International College of Integrated Medi- Integrative Medicine, ICIMed.com. And next week, uh, I'll briefly announce that Dr. Rashid Buttar will be honored to have as guest. He's helped many recover uh, through his various dozens of uh, modalities of chelation therapy, among other things. But um, hes I, I just love hearing every one of his interviews. And, and he, by the way, helped uh, um, Dallas Cheerleaders Cowboy Uh, Desiree Jennings recover from Guillain-Barre syndrome after she got the Gardasil vaccine. And uh, we were reported on this um, nine years ago when I first started the show. So there's proof that you can recover from vaccine injury. Do not despair. There are things that you can do. There are many things that you can do. If one doesn't work, you might want to move on to the next. So uh, what would be the order of, um, Jennifer, what would be the order that you would uh, might suggest of uh, someone who wants to pursue uh, detoxification or uh, recovery? Well, steps? I definitely think, yep. Yeah.
1: So I definitely believe um, in integrative physicians. I also highly believe in naturopathic physicians because they look at the whole system. They look at the holistic body. They look at how one system affects the other. And because it's so unique to everybody, um, there is very important that we do some very um, extensive testing, a full metabolic workup. And we would usually start with like a food sensitivity test um, because very often the food that people are eating, the kids are eating, um, are reacting with their bodies. I know Zen talked a lot about, you know, gluten, protein, but also dairy protein, um, casein, seems to really affect a lot of these children, in which case it acts like almost like morphine in the body. So a lot of these kids have very troubled digestive systems. They might have a lot of constipation issues. And so we really want to address the gut health first um, because it's very hard to sort of give a child supplements if the body's not going to absorb the supplements or if you're going to he- feed the child really healthy food if the body's digestive system and immune system is not work- working properly it's going to kind of throw or all your efforts to get the child better. Um, so and those, really, are the those writings underlying- you're
0: mentioning that uh, like gluten and casein that gum up the little villi, the little fingers in the intestines that are no longer able to move and then break down, uh, digest uh, the food in the final stages, and you know, they, uh, the gluten and gliadins, uh, gliadins, that we mentioned, and the casein okay. and uh, increase the gut permeability so that the food before it's digested fully goes directly into the bloodstream and wreaks all sorts of havoc including inflammation so you're saying to start with uh, clearing out the uh, flushing out the gut first right
1: absolutely and you know a child could be reacting to strawberries a child could be reacting to almonds Um, so you really you know many people will say well I, I stopped doing gluten and dairy and I didn't really see any you know difference in my child um, and so unfortunately, you know, when the body is already in that kind of state, where they're already inflamed and their body's not absorbing nutrients, very often there are lots of foods that are disrupting um, the system. And so we kind of have to do a, a check with an I, 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 you know, IgG food sensitivity test or an ALCAT test or some other test to determine what sensitivities there are. You know, and the parents may have to pull some foods for a little bit of time while they do the gut healing. Um, you know, for my children, you know, they they probably won't eat gluten and dairy only because it an it inflammatory unless, you know, unless we have, unless we're in Italy or unless we get, like Zen was talking about, you know, if, if we can get some ancient grains, organic ancient grains, they're better for you. Um, but that's after the work has been done. So, you know, a child just switching to that, if their immune systems are all kind of, haywire they might want to hold off on that initially because we want to get the the body really kind of in the gut really healthy again and you know grains of any kind could be a little bit disruptive to the digestive system and a little harsh in the digestive system so pulling things you know even organic corn and ancient grain could be a little bit irritating so it just depends on the severity of the child it really just depends on the nature of the gut and what's happening you know, there's a lot of um, fecal testing that can be done to determine the level of inflammation in the gut and also determine exactly what strands of bacteria are missing because it is an eco you know ecosystem and when it's disrupted we really that's really the first place to go you know aside from of course cutting all the processed foods and that's usually the hardest part for people because this is the food that they've been eating this is very social you know we all go to parties and there's doritos and there's processed foods and chicken nuggets and french fries and unfortunately it's backfiring on us because a it has no nutritional value so it's you know our cells need food and nutrients um so that we don't get the cancer you know so we talked a little bit about you know epigenetics versus genetics you know it can't be genetics if we can get kids better and genetics don't cause you know huge huge issues that are going on today i mean it's it's insane um, the amount of cancer that's out there is crazy. I mean, the truth of it is we all have cancer cells in our body, but our immune system should be fighting it off. And our kids are so, you know, immune compromised that we're, they're developing asthma, allergies, you know, life-threatening allergies. One out of 13 children now have a life-threatening food allergy. And so when we're looking at how sick our kids are, you know, they're, they're talking that this will be the first generation of children that don't live, outlive the age of our, of our parents and grandparents it's starting to go in the opposite direction. And we know this because we hear about our 45 year old friends with cancer and other debilitating disease. So the time is now we have to act and we have to turn the health around of ourselves and our family.
0: So we start to prepare the body for detoxing by flushing the gut. And um, how would we support uh, the liver and the kidneys? Would that be uh, the next step would you think? Yeah,
1: So, you know, very often parents recognize that they, you know, that their child might have been vaccine injured, or that they have heavy lead, you know, heavy levels of cadmium, lead, mercury in their kids in their child's body, and that could be tested through hair sampling and other things. And what we discover is that, you know, and what was very, very good advice, I remember being that mom that wanted to fix this immediately and wanted to go right in for the detoxification. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. She's like, we have to make sure that the bowels are moving because we need a way to eliminate the toxins. So if we just start detoxing without really addressing the gut health, we could be causing, you know, more pain to the system. And so we really need to do that. We really need to, you know, support the gut first. And then also, you know, a good practitioner will also give supporting nutrients and things like homeopathy um, could be very, very helpful. Things like milk thistle and dandelion root could be very, very helpful. Um, We also want to raise the glutathione levels, which is the ability to detox. And with enough glutathione, the body could eliminate toxins more easily. And very often we're low in glutathione because we're not eating the right vegetables and fruits that actually help build those levels up. And so we may need a supplement for a time. But these are all ways that we could help the body to detox. So we really need to be supporting the detox process, making sure that the liver and the kidneys can handle it, making sure the gut is eliminating and that we're doing the right thing, and then we're going to go in and do that. And what's interesting is we have a miraculous body. You know, minerals actually help the body to detox because – the body without enough minerals will hold on to heavy metal as a way, as if for fuel. And so when we give the body the minerals that it needs, very often the heavy metal will just re- rele- you know, release and will be eliminated out of the body. So getting those mineral stores up, very, very important. We find that many of our kids that are tested, their mineral levels are very, 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 very low. And so these are all ways to actually help, the, help to detox, and obviously there are other things that we can do at home every single day, such as drinking warm lemon water with cucumber and mint. We could be eating more citrus fruit. Um, so there's many, many healthy ways to detox our bodies, and unfortunately we're not doing enough. You know, we're not, you know, these are the practices of our grandparents and we've, we've forgot the ancient medicine of yesterday and our ancestors are probably all rolling over in their graves because we're not using the medicine that was put here on this earth for us to use for our body to benefit from. And instead, we're killing dandelion with pesticides and destroying our, our soil and killing our ecosystems out yes. in the environment as well as in our intestinal system. Which is exactly my.
0: I have a very good friend, um, a very, very good friend who's Canadian, who tells me how because in Canada, eight out of 10 of the provinces have outlawed the use of glyphosate, that now they're just in such a upset over dandelions taking over and ruining their beautiful lawns and they're just so invasive and they're spreading well right. if you hadn't tried to suppress them for for so long and disrupted the soil biology then maybe you could eat them and uh, enjoy their the roots of course i would wait a little while <laughs> quite a while for the <laughs> life state to break down so yeah i'm just you know it, it, appearances seems to take priority you know uh Form is more important than function, I guess. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. But
0: uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the citrus. Uh, D-limonene in citrus is is great uh, anti-cancer uh, component of, of citrus. And and uh, when it comes to l glutathione, known as the body's master antioxidant, um, their precursor. Two two of the uh, big precursors are uh, the supplements NAC or n acetylcysteine cysteine, and uh, combined with L glycine, the amino acid L glycine, and it's funny that uh, the receptor sites uh, for L glycine are occupied by glyphosate.
1: Right.
0: Well, you know, if you take, if you do ingest l-glycine or when you do then uh it's not going to be utilized it's in favor of uh, if you already have uh, glyphosate uh, you know over overburden or over toxicity or overload so that's uh, another reason glyphosate is is so terrible yeah it's it's just destroying our health you know along with
1: all the other things that we're doing but And we're killing, you know, like I said, we're killing our all of our plants. Our plants are, you know, I mean, it's actually in the Bible that God provided everything we needed for our health. And these were the medicines that we were using back in the day. You know, people don't recognize it, but while I was researching for my book, I found a book from 1896, which was a physician's guide for health, and it was about a 12-volume series. And when I opened it up, my my jaw dropped open. Every single remedy, every herb, Every homeopathic remedy was in that book. So this is what we knew. This is what the doctors were taught. This is what the doctors knew. This was the medicine of yesterday, and it was saving lives even back then. And we just threw it out when pharma came to town. Pharma came to town and basically turned all of our plants into synthetic substitutes and call it medication. And people Mm -hmm. will say, oh, well, people died back then. You know, I you know we have a much better chance of survival now because of modern medicine. The truth of it is, we didn't have the testing of the technology today of then than we have now. So, could you imagine the stage of our health if we actually had the medicine of yesterday and the testing of today? How much better off would it all be? You know, so we really need to go back to the stem, to the plant, to the root. That's the medicine. It's in our food. It's right on our kitchen table. We're just not utilizing it. You know, you take a dandelion, not only does it help with detox, for example, our, you know, my grandmother used to make dandelion soup, and I remember eating it and thinking, oh, you know, it's so bitter, but she would, like, sweeten it up and she'd put honey in it and everything. It was delicious. And, you know, it reduces cholesterol naturally. It lowers blood pressure, promotes healthy liver. It, pro- it promotes weight loss. It's it, tons of antioxidants, highly nutritious, and that's just one weed, <laughs> right? One one yeah. out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you know botanicals that we should be ingesting on a daily basis that we're not, you know, we look we look at our spices. Who who cooks with spices anymore? You know, spices have medicinal purpose.
0: Eat the and, weeds. Um, <laughs> As Green Green yeah. Dean, who's so uh, famous for teaching on. Uh, wild edible plants, you know, Green Dean is his name, He's, his uh, website is eattheweeds.com, and he, he uh-huh. says that, uh, well, you know, you so many folks you can see in disaster areas that they have all these wild edible plants around them, but they don't know how to identify them, so they starve, unfortunately. So, uh, right. Anyhow, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, it, it's astonishing that, that uh, you know, even when we're faced with a necessity to eat them, that we, we're not able to know that... Our food and medicine is, is all around us, and and right. um, when it comes to um, these uh, these items that are uh, so good for detoxifying, what are some of the other uh, items that you helped uh, your son recover with? So,
1: as far as the detoxification, as far as remedies. Jennifer? Yeah, I'm still here.
0: Oh, I just heard a strange noise, but we'll go yeah, right ahead. I think I can hear you.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, are you speaking about the herbals or for detoxification?
0: Uh, both. Anything that, uh, What do you? what do what you feel really did? helped your son?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we have, you know, we found out that, you know, a lot of his, You know, a lot of his focus issues really had to do with anxiety. You know, so we're thinking about people that can't focus and can't concentrate. You know, when we started pulling the gluten in the dairy, we noticed that the brain fog was lifting, and we really noticed that when we changed the diet to all organic and we stopped eating processed food, you know, within like weeks, you know, it was probably less than two weeks, you know, he started, you know, having speech. You know, he, he had very, very limited speech before that. And so we, you know, we noticed. By changing the diet was the number one thing that we could do. And then we had to look deeper. You know, things like passion flowers, fantastic for anxiety. So I started to give him a little passion flower tea, you know, iced tea, in his lunchbox every day. Um, Of course, I gave him a little bit too much, and the the teachers were calling me and asking me why he was falling asleep. But other than that, um, again, it's very powerful medicine. And so, you know, but the most important thing we could do is bring those nutrient levels up you know, he was rock bottom. I remember we went to get his vitamin D levels checked with the naturopath and his levels were so low. And the pediatrician said, well, you know, he's a young boy. He's only five years old. So only give him 800 IUs a day, uh, you know, a day. And I said, okay, you know, i went to the naturopath and she's like 800 IUs. He's like, that's, that's not going to do anything. So, you know, you need 5,000 IUs a day of vitamin D. And so we started to give it to him. And six months later, we retested him and he was almost at a, normal level almost and so oh, great yeah, don't yeah realize- I,
0: I noticed that when i was taking vitamin d3 at a thousand i a day that my levels were subpar just a little bit below par despite the fact mm-hmm. that before i had my blood drawn for three days i had been out in the sun to an unhealthily excessive length of time each day uh, and riding around on my bike without a shirt and just uh, getting as much sun as I could before I had my blood drawn. And despite that, my D3 levels were still just a little below par. So now I, as you say, uh, 5,000 IUs a day is is where I'm at, or what I take uh, supplementally. And also eat some mushrooms, uh, eat a lot of mushrooms for for a, a little extra natural vitamin D3. Or vitamin D. I'm not sure what form it is.
1: Yeah. Well, D3 is usually, and, and, you know, obviously sunshine is the number one way, but, you know, in the winter months especially when you hear people that have, like, you know, seasonal blues, depression, and they get put on an SSRI, it's probably D levels. you know. So, you know, the doctor doesn't say, well, why don't you just up your vitamin D. It's winter. You know, they say, here, you have the winter blues. Take an SSRI. Um, and that's kind of how they're treating everyone across the board, the same way. And so they don't have, you know, they have no knowledge about what these nutrients actually do. And that, you know, a child, for example, low in B vitamins, B vitamins are brain vitamins. You know, if kids are low in minerals, minerals are the connective, you know, conduit for brain function. And, you know, for the, you know, for the nerves to communicate with one another, the brain needs minerals. And so, you know, what's, what has minerals today? You know, our food, Like there's been actually studies done that show the difference between the food in the 1930s and 40s and the food today. You know, and of course they're testing conventional produce, and the levels of minerals are so, so inferior to what our grandparents benefited from. You know, so all of these things yeah. in combination, we're wondering why we're all so sick. And for some people it comes out as mental health issues, and for others it, it shows up as diabetes or as heart disease or some other issue. Um So again, it could be different
0: for each individual. It could be, uh, you know, various uh, individuals could be deficient in the exact same item or items, and yet they express symptoms differently. So, you know, it could be um, one part of the body falling apart is the weakness of one person, and another person has another part of their body falling apart, or and you know, emotionally, that's uh, emotionally, folks are compromised. what makes me uh, have such patience because I know that they can't help themselves and myself sometimes when I don't supplement like I mentioned, I I don't keep up on my supplements, so I know
1: what it's right. like. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's hard to live this way. I mean, it's not an easy lifestyle, but it's a necessary one if we want to stay alive and if we want to be healthy and happy. You know, and you know, it, you know, parents will say, "Well, how do you do it?" You know, it seems so difficult. It seems so expensive. There's no price tag you can put on my health. Like, you know, and when you recognize that, and when I started doing the research for the book and recognizing all of the chemicals that are in all our food and what each one of them do to our body, I was, like, so shocked. I, I, I would just believe that our government would be protecting us. I, I always believed that they wouldn't give you more than your body can handle or, you know, oh, yeah, you know, that's bad for you. But it, it, everything's bad for you in the store shelves. You know, unless, you know, people say, well, what kind of food should I buy? I, said, I just need to buy real food, like whole food. Food ha- you know, food doesn't have ingredients. Food is the ingredient. And so, right. you know, it's, <laughs> it, it's you know, but it's not the way we think today. You know, we think about hamburger helper. You know, we buy the ground beef, you know, and we buy this packet of chemicals we're pouring all over our beef instead of going into the cabinet and getting some you know, some paprika and you know, other other herbs to, to season it. It's it's crazy. You know, and so they say, well, it's easier. You know, parents like, well, oh, it's easier. No, it's a mindset. It's not easier. You still have to boil water for the pasta, and you still have to, you know, cook the meat. So how much time are you actually saving by pouring a packet of chemicals over your food instead of looking in the cabinet for, you know, healthy medicinal herbs that could actually not only enhance the flavor of the food, but it's actually good for you and reduces inflammation like, like turmeric, you know, so. Yeah. It's, it's it, you know, it's astounding. And so when we started doing all of these things for Evan, we, we started to change the way we cook. I changed the way I cooked. You know, like I remember the naturopath saying, is there a way you can get, you know, to American to him? And I'm like, hmm, how are we going to do that? You know, because it's really, really soothing on the, you know, in the gut wall. And so while we did the elimination, it's very important that the gut gets the herbs that it needs, like, um, like L-glutamine. Very, very healing for the gut wall. We were giving him slippery elm. We were giving him marshmallow balm. We were giving him um, a whole bunch of cocktail of, you know, herbs and amino acids that were actually, like, kind of soothing the interior of the GI tract and kind of sealing up the permeability. And that's the name of the game because as we do that, it, the, the wall gets really strong. The digestion starts to work. The body starts, you know, assimilating vitamins and nutrients a lot easier. And then we went a step further with the naturopath, and we wanted to find out what genetic mutations some of our children are affected with. So what's happening when I said epigenetics is that it's our DNA is there, and then what we're doing is we're turning on and off the switch for certain with things like detoxification. With uh, our environment. That's so what just for, just for the environment.
0: audience, epigenetics or nutrigenomics is the study of how our environment changes our genetic expression whether for better or for worse right
1: right absolutely and so a lot of our kids have something called the mthfrg mutation which prevents the body from metabolizing folate well if anyone knows about folate they know about folic acid now folic acid is a synthetic form of folate but when we get pregnant you know when we when we you know conceiving a child what does a pediatrician tell us to do take folic acid folic acid is an insult to the body and not you know, is completely synthetic. And if we're going to do a supplement, we should be doing folate, not folic acid. That's just one example. Um, Evan also had the COMT gene mutation, which prevents the body from making neurotransmitters. Well, that's a problem. And so what what, we had to what, what do it. What was, is
0: that mutation?
1: So it's called COMT. So, you know, there's a battery of them. And in my book in Chapter 8, I go through like all the more common genetic mutations for children on the spectrum. And COMT is a genetic mutation that literally prevents the body from the, all of the, you know, the great body is it like it has its process and how to make neurotransmitters, you know, epinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, the happy hormone. If the body can't make the hormone, that's a problem. And so when we look at the genetics of the COMT gene mutation and then we look at, um, other factors like what is the level of the amino acid how much amino acid does the body does the body have and what's the level and when we look at the, the nutrient level all of them together it tells a complete story and so the, the child may need certain supplements or certain food to help the body kind of turn back the switch so to speak or compensate for for the genetic mutation so a really good and you know I'm not extremely versed in this subject only because that's why I go to the doctors that know all about this but there are some naturopaths and some integrative physicians that this is all they do they look at the genetic profile and the genetic mutations and then they give you know they prescribe certain supplements and things like that to actually help the body along and help the body to do what it's supposed to do you know we have a we have detox genes and what is the glyphosate doing it's not only poisoning us but it's turning off that ability to detox so we have destroyed our genetics, you know, and we pass those, you know, those faulty genes onto our offspring, and so they're coming in much more sensitive than we were, and that's why, you know, their their bodies are already set up for an autoimmune disorder, and that's why they get insulted, whether it's through vaccination or, you know, genetically modified food, something triggers it off, and they're full blown autoimmune disorder. And that's what our kids have. It's like Alzheimer's and a five-year-old. And so, again, we have to figure out exactly what the case is per child because it isn't as easy as saying, well, okay, well, this is, you know, this is the symptom and this is what the child is suffering with. It's, um, right. you know, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It can be frustrating sometimes because you, you know go through some testing, you get, you're finding some things, not all of them. It's, just, it's a little bit like being a private investigator.
0: Um, yeah, and, yeah. You, or, know, you, know, a, you or, know, mechanic uh, for a car he needs to find out. Well, what part did you hear fall off when you were driving? Or well, uh, I don't know. It was in my rearview mirror. I couldn't tell. You know, so they have to go and look. And if you want your car to run, you have to make sure it has all the parts. So that's what you're investigating. <laughs> it's just,
1: exactly. did a lot of
0: folks think that? Well, you know, I I, I suppose it's kind of an instinctual thing for a lot of. Folks, including myself, at times, to feel like, well, we can just get along. We're we're self sufficient, so that's you know maybe it's instinctual, maybe it's a spiritual thing to to feel like, well, our higher self, uh, I'll just will take care of itself. I'll rely on luck. It's always worked out for me in the past, and well, not so much always, (laughs) but but we like to be wishful thinkers sometimes, and as a as a means to cutting corners and feel like, well, we don't need help when we really do need all the parts, all the, all the components of nutrition in order to uh, not only sustain life and recover from when we work out or exercise, otherwise the exercise will do more harm than good if you don't have the nutrients like antioxidants, or uh, but uh, also to detoxify from, the constant onslaught in our air food and water in our environment and for for vaccines for many folks is a is another huge insult to the body um yeah. in the last uh, 15 minutes of the show if you'd like to reach us here we're speaking with jennifer Kozek, author at healing without the call the phone lines are 727 727- 4413000, that's seven two seven four four one three thousand. Toll free, 866 826 1340. That's 866 826 1340. The website is theliberationstation.com, where you'll find all the links to all the guests and shows and the archives. That's T H E dot And do me a favor, help keep the show going. Click the donate button, please, on the homepage. I could really use it. Uh, I haven't had uh, more. Th- I've only had one donation in the last ten weeks. So I think I need to promote that a bit more, and uh, I will be doing so online. So that's my fault for not having done so. So um, just go to the homepage at theliberationstation.com, and any amount you can spare is uh, inspiration to me when you click the donate button. Well, uh, Jennifer, also uh, we were talking about, um, you know, methylated versions of uh, B6, or pardon me, uh, B9 uh, was folate folate, uh, rather than folic acid, Yes. Um, then there's B6, uh, also known as P5P in the methylated form, then there's methylated B12 uh, as methylcobalamin rather than the Cyanocobalamin was so commonly available in stores up until the last few years. Uh, fortunately, methylcobalamin is gaining in popularity. And then there's also adenosylcobalamin, but um, a lot of folks say that's good, but it's uh, also, it doesn't really help folks with uh, MTHFR uh, def- uh, deficiency in their genes or mutation in their gene where they cannot methylate. The B vitamins. So these are methylated or reduced forms of the B vitamins that you can, uh, the, those with the MTHFR impairment in their genes can uh, metabolize um, rather than uh, have their metabolism challenged. Or you know, some of these non methylated versions, so commonly available, uh, can be toxic or they have to detoxify from them. And uh, you mentioned L glutamine, the most common amino acid in the body, and that's just great for digestive problems i like to take uh, about five grams a day and it's really good as a mood lifter too so uh, i could go i could do a whole show on just l-glutamine how wonderful that is <laughs> and how important it is especially since it is the most common amino acid in the body you really need it um yeah, are there uh, other items um other sources say of b vitamins say food sources that you might recommend. Yeah, you
1: know, so, you know, things like beans and green leafy vegetables and, you know, obviously it's hard to, you know, eat like 10, you know, 10 cups of spinach, right? But we sort of need to and, you know, plant-based is fantastic and sometimes, you know, I know if, you know, there are some listeners that are probably vegetarian and all I can say is if you are, you have to be a very very good one. Because, like, certain B vitamins, like B12, you have to really take, you know, take nutritional yeast, which is a fantastic supplement, you know, n- fantastic food. Anyway, yeah. you get so many, yeah. so many I, amino that's acids. That's
0: what i so well, good part B-vitamins of my B vitamins is non, non-GMO brewer's yeast and uh, bee pollen yeah. for most of my B vitamins.
1: Yes, absolutely. And what people have to recognize, too, is that protein... Our kids need protein, and very often they have a high-sugar, low-protein diet. Protein is the precursor for amino acids. So the protein breaks down into an amino acid. The amino acids actually help the body make neurotransmitters. And so very often our kids are very, very deficient, and even that simple thing is protein, you know, because they're eating too much processed food, they're eating lots of carbs and no protein. And so, you know, that's this is a very, very simple thing that a, a parent could do right now, tomorrow, is get an organic smoothie, um, so I like Garden of Life and there's a couple other really good ones out there and every morning for breakfast you know, I give my kids, you know, a scoop or half a scoop of organic protein powder and I have to make sure it's organic and has lots of nutrient, you know, other nutrients in it, a lot of blueberries, strawberries and all of that. Um, some kids are, you know, have some sensitivities, so you have to be careful, especially in the, in the initial um, you know, process of trying to heal the gut and stuff, you have to be a little careful, but overall, you know, eating food is much, much better than taking any type of supplement because the body recognizes the food and knows what to do with it. And so very often people, you know, have a whole list of like all these synthetic vitamins that they, you know, give their kids. And also sometimes it's necessary because their nutritional levels are so dangerous to low that we have to bring them up quickly. And, you know, you need so you need high potency vitamins and things. Um, but in most cases, you know, just getting enough food, healthy food will bring the body the nutrients that it needs and so that's you know very often you know kids will be hungry you know so they're taking you know Pediasure and they're taking all these other and shore and all these other supplement uh substitutes but they are highly you know there's like 80 percent sugar and it's all genetically modified ingredients and soy lecithin and all these nasty ingredients and so if yeah. anyone's listening out there and they're you know giving their children Carnation instant breakfast, any type of insurer, any type of pediasure. please, please, please. you do nothing else tonight, throw it in the garbage and get your kids, you know, a can of healthy plant-based organic protein smoothies. And then what we do, you know, because we don't do the dairy, they taste delicious they taste the with coconut milk. Some kids can tolerate almonds. Almond milk is really good with it. Um, hemp milk is also very, very good. Oat milk, um, unless you're celiac. Uh, most kids with the, with the gluten sensitivity could have um, oats, so oat milk is also really delicious in cereal. Um, is a good substitute. Is you know you think of oatmeal, you think of you know, it's uh, tastes good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, definitely so important. Um, you know I and I you know it it drives me nuts. Like I there was a child that I saw in my psychotherapy practice that was on a feeding tube, she wasn't eating, she was in and out of psych hospitals. They just kept loading her up and loading her up and loading her up with psych medication because she was going off the rails. Um, And she was very, very sick. She was very, very sick. And, you know, they were giving her, like, PediaSure, like, through her feeding tube. And I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? (laughs) Like, even in hospitals where you're supposed to be getting healthy, they're giving you, you know, crap, basically. And they're not even giving you food in the feeding tubes.
0: Absolutely. You know, not only does it say GMO, uh, they have the corn syrup, which is uh, anything, any corn syrup product is, or if it says high fructose corn syrup or corn syrup, it has a high level of mercury. Hawaii is mercury? So uh, if you folks want to do a search on why not to consume corn syrup, that's that's another good point. And then uh, you, you mentioned lecithin, soy or soya lecithin, which is to be avoided. But um, as a substitute, I take sunflower seed lecithin, preferably organic. Uh, You know, that's one reason I take that is to help emulsify my essential fatty acids that I get through uh, hemp seed oil mainly, organic hemp seed oil. Um, But uh, there are some other items that help the uh, metabolism and absorption of essential fatty acids uh those items i have listed up on the website at the liberationstation.com under the blog section the fat slash efa absorption blog i have a few other items listed there but uh, we don't have the time for that um i just uh, want to before we get into your uh helping your hometown there of oxford connecticut uh get a, get rid stop using uh, glyphosate based herbicides uh, what would you say uh briefly about uh what essential fatty acids uh, do you uh, do you like to use?
1: So I definitely use flax. Um, although flax could you know have some endocrine disrupting properties, so you don't want to do too much flax. I do hemp you know hemp oil absolutely. Um, some children do better with fish oil. Some have a little bit of a problem with it, depending on a whole lot of things. Um, but you know fish oil is also very very good. I like Barlean's fish oil because it you know it's kind of flavored with um, you know. Different, you know, orange and things like that gets very palatable for kids. Um, But, you know, obviously cod liver oil um, could be very, very helpful. It does have a very high level of vitamin A, which could be very, very good for the immune system and very, very healthy, although it does build up in the body. So just to be careful because too much vitamin A could be toxic. Um, You know, iron and vitamin A are the two things, like, to be careful about consuming too much of, but too little will also cause havoc. So, again, to get those nutrient levels just at, at the right balance, that's always the key. Um, but absolutely, you know, the, the brain is like 60% fat. And a lot of children, um, for example, with seizure disorders, do much, much, much better um, on a high-fat, medium-protein, low-carb diet. Um, very, very helpful. You know, the ketogenic diet has been very much a lifesaver for a lot of kids on the autism spectrum that suffer from seizure disorder, but I think, honestly, we can all take, you know, take from that. I mean, I think the Mediterranean diet, where there's a lot of olive oil and olives and healthy fats and avocados and nuts and seeds, you know, this is really what it, where it's at. We really need to be providing the body um, and the brain, you know, it's brain food, and so very, very important that, our, that we have enough fat in our brain. Um, and very important that people that are on any kind of cholesterol lowering medication that they're very very careful. You know, I've seen so many clients come into my office with depression and are on you know depression medication and also taking um, cholesterol lowering medication.
0: Well, cholesterol
1: lowering medication. It's so yeah, you know, and st- it
0: lowers
1: statin medication. The, Yeah, the the cholesterol lowering medication will lower the cholesterol so low that the person can become suicidal. And I've seen yeah. it happen. And the doctors and, don't even follow up; they just keep giving you medication. And that, you know, and it used to be that, you know, if anything over two hundred, you know, they'd immediately, you know, take out their prescription pad. And truthfully, two hundred is not even that bad, especially if you don't have other yeah. factors like high triglycerides and other things. And so, depression, you know, again, we don't look for underlying causes, and you mm-hmm. know, low cholesterol could be one of those causes. So. If a person yeah, doesn't get enough fat there,
0: there's such a thing. If you don't have cholesterol, you die. And Dr. Die. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Graveline, spacedoc.net, the, the late Dr. Dwayne Graveline, he was a NASA scientist, uh, doctor. He's uh, his, his pioneering work showed how the statin medications back in the 50s, when they started using them, caused him to have amnesia each time he used them because you know it d- destroys your mitochondrial function, the, the energy production in each of your cells, and also destroys your muscle tissue. Well, these statins are just horrible, and you know they lower the, the artificially lower the the uh, level for LDL, um, low density lipids, in order to sell more statins. They keep dropping right. it. To, but um, in the last few um, moments here, um, Jennifer, if you could tell us about how did you win the victory there in, in Oxford, Connecticut, to, to have them stop using glyphosate based herbicides? Herbicides. Well,
1: you know, I have the the pleasure of knowing Zen Honeycutt very very well, and it didn't even dawn on me that they could be spraying all over my town um, until we had a tornado come through and they hired True Green. And True Green came and, you know, sprayed so much that everyone's, you know, grass started to die and so people were up in arms. And so I first started a Facebook neighborhood page um, on Facebook and we started a conversation about the glyphosate and the pesticides and how it's really, really damaging the environment. And we have lots of streams, rivers, you know, what, you know we have wells. Uh, we all the you know a lot of all the residents have a well, and so what is the, all the spring doing to our environment? And of course, most you know some people were more concerned about their brown grass, but nevertheless, we got the conversation going, and I was able to set up a meeting uh, between town officials and an organic farming company, a company that only does organic um, you know farming and um, you know weed control, pest control, and brought them together and brought all the studies on Zen Honeycutt's um, website, fantasticmomsacrossamerica.org, and you go under there under action, the action button, and it will say, you know, toxin-free town campaign, and you can download, there is so much information on that website, and I just copied it all, I printed it all out, I brought it to them, and within an hour of this meeting, they were signing up with the organic company, so I do really believe in my heart that you have to bring the solution because they don't often know you know they you know very often they they're they're well-intentioned they have no idea that there's mm-hmm. a better way um or a healthier yeah, well, way because they don't want to destroy the environment they don't want to destroy destroy our town but they had no idea that these organic companies existed
0: well thank you jennifer kozak for being such a pioneer of inspiration for us all hopefully we can follow